You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning and welcome to Focus on the Liturgy here on WNDZ 750 AM. I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship with the Archdiocese of Chicago. And I'm Danielle Noe, an editor at Liturgy Training Publications, also with the Archdiocese. And I'm Timothy Johnston at St. Thomas the Apostle in Hyde Park and with LTP as well. I'm here in Chicago. Good morning and welcome. We are here every fourth Wednesday of the month. And Danielle, Timothy, just two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, right now we are in the fifth or the uh, fourth week of Lent. Um, and two weeks from tomorrow, we end the celebration of Lent and enter into the sacred triduum. And as our show does every month, we take various aspects of the church's liturgical life and break them open. Today, we're going to spend our show looking at the triduum, hopefully uh, talking about the triduum, breaking open the liturgies. Uh, hopefully our listeners will, uh, if you haven't uh, been to the liturgies of the triduum before, uh, that this will entice you to do so. Uh, Timothy and uh, Daniel, these are the, the, the these are the premier liturgies of our whole year, aren't they? Right, right. It's the it's the shortest season of the liturgical year. Um, a season, the most un, important. a season unto itself, mm -hmm. right? I don't think many realize that it that it's a season unto itself, right? Um, Holy Thursday, or it begins, or the Triduum begins rather with um, the evening mass of the Lord's Supper and continues through evening prayer on Easter Sunday. And I know some of our listeners are probably saying, wait a second, that's four days, right? But no, this not is so. a, you know, an ancient <laughs> calculation of time where we're counting from sundown to sundown. So when you count from sundown to, to Good Friday, to Holy Saturday, and then to Easter Sunday, you get the three days. And this is one of the, the most beautiful the most complex liturgies of the liturgical year that really ground us in who we are in terms of our Christian identity and the and being immersed into the death and resurrection of of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Easter, the celebration of the Easter feast is how the rest of the year unfolds and how the rest of the year is calculated. Yep, the whole um, year revolves but, around these three days. The whole year, and as as we move from the liturgies of the evening mass through Good Friday, through the Easter Vigil, through Easter Sunday, they are but one liturgy, right? With various elements. It's the three days, one great celebration. I always like to say that it's it's uh, one liturgy. It begins on Holy Thursday night. It ends on Holy Saturday night. Uh, and there are moments of private prayer in between mm -hmm. <laughs> at, dif right. at different points, at not, not in right. between, but at different points, right? Right. right, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm sure Timothy will talk about this later on because he loves Holy Saturday. But, you know, that that morning of, of reflection, that deep reflection, especially for those who are preparing to be baptized on the Lord's death and placement in the tomb and then leading up into that exaltation on on the vigil. So we have many different movements and tones and feelings that yeah. that exist, both with the liturgy and private prayer. I think, uh, Timothy, I think most Catholics uh, or many Catholics might be surprised to hear 
hear that. Uh, wait a minute. Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday aren't part of Lent? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just as Danielle said, uh, you know, um, and I, even our liturgical books, I think the Missal is very clear about this, that Lent ends with the beginning of the celebration of the Mass mm-hmm. of the Lord's Supper. And so, yeah, these are not part of the Lenten season, as as Danielle and Todd reaffirmed, this is its own season. Mm-hmm. Um, in And because it is such an important part of, of the expression of our faith and the celebration of our belief in the life, death, and resurrection of, of Christ, um, these take on this very unique character. Um, some of the most ancient parts of our tradition are retained in some of these. All right, views. yes. Um, you know, like the, the solemn intercessions on Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some of the full most in, ancient form. Full initiation on Holy Saturday night at the mm-hmm. vigil. Yeah. They go back to the very first centuries of the church. Even even in the liturgy of the hours, if if you're lucky enough to whether you're praying them on your own, but if you're lucky enough to be near uh, a religious community that invites you in, you're going to hear, um, you know, the the lamentations. You're going to uh, on these mornings where, uh, again, where we enter into a kind of a, just a different rhythm. It of is the way it, we be church. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we even said it, uh, Danielle and Timothy, during our our Lenten show and 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 in Lenten shows past, we talk about Lent as kind of a, a time of retreat. Even more so should these three days be a time of retreat for. I encourage mm-hmm. I encourage Catholics to take, if you need to, take a vacation day on, on uh, Good Friday and Holy Saturday. In as much as you're able, live differently on these days. Um, this is where, where uh, the documents will talk about um, the Paschal Fast, through the days mm-hmm. of the Triduum. But it, 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 it talks about fasting from uh, food, yes, but it also talks about fasting from activity. I think the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the rite of Christian initiation of adults talks about it, it talks about it that way. Fasting from needless activity in as much as our <laughs> yeah. listeners can be on retreat these days. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that, Todd, because I, I've told this to Danielle a few different times over the, the years, is that I feel like I was born in the wrong centuries because, <laughs> you know, right now within the, the world we live in, we're so busy. And I remember, you know, at least one year, if not two of the years I was at Marquette um, University in campus ministry, for example, it was during the Sweet 16, like final whatever the basketball stuff is that I'm not good at. And, and I just kept coming back to like, but we're a Catholic school. How can this be? These are the most sacred days. Like you should not have a basketball game on Holy Saturday or Mm -hmm. on Easter Sunday. It, it, that juxtaposition just blows my mind. And, and so your invitation for all of us to, cause we know our, our schools, our lives, they're busy. So take, these days are holy yeah. in very unique ways. And we all struggle to take time, even as liturgists in a parish. Like we're running around putting environment together, making sure the missile's set, making sure that we have all the things we need. But we too are invited to make these days holy yeah. and prayerful and sit in silence. Yeah, and, and, and it's important for our listeners to realize too that uh, these three days, they're not, it's, these are, these are, this is not a, a play Right, uh, a passion yeah. play of Jesus's last yeah. three days on earth. This is not. Yeah. This is not a a, 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 a representation, yes. uh, you know, or a diorama of yes. um, the last three days of Jesus's life. These are these are days in which we that we enter into to encounter the mm-hmm. dead, but risen in glory, Lord. I can't tell you how many times I've seen the foot washing described as a reenaction reenactment of what Jesus did with his disciples. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, you're on my soapbox, Todd. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, you know, or, or Good Friday is is the day we go to the funeral. Well, because mm-hmm. because he died today. No, it's all three of these days. All three of these days are seen through the lens of the resurrection. We don't pretend that this, you know, we, we don't pretend that we don't know the end of the story. We know the end of the story. Right. And it, 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 each day. So Holy Thursday is seen through the lens of the resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good Friday is seen through the lens of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. 
right? And of course, Holy Saturday is literally an immersement into that mystery of death through life, of life through death, pardon me, life through death. The texts are so clear with that. If you think of the the adoration of the cross, for example, and when it is unveiled or those are invited to adore, what do we say? You know, behold the wood of the cross, but on which hung the salvation of the world. So salvation has been given, has entered into this world. Yeah. So it's through that post-resurrection lens. Yep. It all exactly. All. In fact, in fact, the be- very beginning of mm. the uh, Triduum is uh, marked by the entrance antiphon. Right. Mm-hmm. The very yeah. first words we yeah. hear for these three days. Uh, come uh, f- based on uh, Paul's letter to the Galatians, um, where we should glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom is our salvation, life, and resurrection, and through whom we are saved and delivered. Mm-hmm. We should we should glory in the cross because we know the cross didn't win. We know the cross never wins. Christ has triumphed over the cross. And at no point in these three days do we pretend we don't know that. Right. Right. Yeah, I I was thinking, you know, all of this, going back to our first show of the Lenten season, you know, reminding folks that this whole season of Lent is leading us up to that renewal baptismal promises. And so what a perfect way to kind of think about that is we have been baptized into the cross of Christ. We've celebrated his Pasch initiated into his paschal mystery this whole season the season of conversion we've been building up to that renewal and so it can't be a reenactment because it's Mm -hmm. it's about our our current lived experience of what it means to be a disciple i've taken these last several weeks to hopefully uh, take time in prayer and through my fasting and almsgiving come to some new insight about how i'm in communion with christ with the community in which I worship. And hopefully there's been moments of conversion that's led me to a deeper understanding of who I am and who I shouldn't be maybe. And that's why we enter then in glory in the cross of Christ, because I have been saved and I can come to these uh, liturgies, the celebration as a renewal, like the whole thing really being that. Oh my gosh, the whole thing. Yeah. Like we meditate, right, on on these mysteries, and then we come to that moment in the Easter Vigil where we are asked to renounce sin and Satan and to make that profession of faith once again and renew the promises made for us in baptism. In baptism, we have been remade into the image of Jesus Christ, into the beloved son, the beloved daughter (laughs) of the Father, um, an image of Christ. And and so if Lent is what you said it is, Timothy, then, then throughout these days and throughout these final weeks of Lent in preparation for uh, renewing my baptism at Holy Saturday. Hopefully, as you said, I've become aware of how <laughs> in my life my I have not imaged the Lord that I was baptized to be. Right. Yeah. And we begin with, you know, Holy Thursday is about the institution of the Eucharist. And it's, it's really unique in that there's no institution narrative. So the Eucharist then takes on the theology of the mandatum that called a service that called a discipleship. Right. So in terms of reflecting on who we are and conformed more into that image of Christ, we start out from the very beginning before that actual renewal at the Easter vigil of this reassertion that, do you know what I, do you not know what I have done for you? You know, we are called to be servants in the world. We're called to be foot washers in in image of christ i I, we always Mm -hmm. always always need to add that it's not it's not that we do it for ourselves it's it's not right it's and it's it's not that we do it for the sake of doing it we do it because we have been baptized in in, and confirmed in image of jesus christ to be christ in the world so it's so that we do what he did he served the poor Mm -hmm. he served the marginalized. Mm-hmm. He fed the hungry. He all of that, all of that, and all of that gets renewed throughout the course of uh, the Easter Vigil. Right? It's it, it it's it's at the heart of who we are. Uh, it's it's not just at the heart of our year, but it's at the heart of who we are. When, when we come back from this first break, for our listeners, stay with us. Each segment, we're going to go into the specific liturgies of the Triduum. When we come back. 
we will delve into Holy Thursday. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship programs provide a free opportunity for young adults to spend time with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youth aged 9 through 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers service friends who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports every relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that can help young adults build confidence and enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7970 in Cook County and 847 847- 782-4224 in Lake County. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. This is year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. They see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artschicago.org slash schooljobs. Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program has assisted thousands of single parents who are working to become more self-sufficient through education and employment opportunities. Our experienced case managers accompany participants for up to five years on their journey to identify, address, and break down barriers to improving their quality of life and achieving meaningful goals for themselves and for their families. Professional, compassionate assistance is offered in a safe and trusting environment as participants develop the skills needed to become financially stable and able to support themselves. Every achievement starts with a decision to try. To learn more about Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program, call 847-782-4233 or visit catholiccharities.net. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. We are breaking open the liturgies of Triduum. They begin two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, we're in the fourth 
uh, week of Lent, uh, and we finalize Lent uh, with uh, the fifth week and then the first part of Holy Week. Lent ends on Holy Thursday night, and so we're looking at the three liturgies. Uh, the music that has been playing as we're going into and out of breaks, all of that is music from the liturgies of the Triduum. Uh, at the start of our show, Danielle, who organizes this music for us, thank you, thank you, we had Behold the uh, the Wood of the Cross, uh, referencing Good Friday. Uh, that piece of music we just heard was the Exalted, the great Easter hymn of Holy Saturday. But it all begins, it all begins with the Mass of the Lord's Supper at um, on, on Holy Thursday. Uh, the, um, uh, the, 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 Missal notes and, and kind of subtitles this at the evening mass. Um, mm-hmm. Technically, technically, Lent ends at sunset. And Danielle, the first day begins, as you said, the ancient way of marking the passing mm-hmm. of a day is used from sunset to sunset. And so that begins uh, at sunset on Holy Thursday with this, the mass, the mass of the Lord's Supper, marked by by a few things. What 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 what? What do you love most? What do you two love most about the Holy Thursday Mass of oh. the Lord's Supper? Well, this is actually my favorite. Really? Liturgy of the Triduum, yes. And uh, m- what m- my favorite part is the washing of the feet. The mandatum. Um As you said before the first break, it's not a reenactment of what Jesus did with the disciples, but an invitation to participate in that reality and to to really reflect on what does it mean to be called to service. And of course, the whole idea of washing feet, it's not a pretty thing, right? <laughs> feet, are, feet are gross and dirty and dusty. And, and here's somebody, the priest is bending down to wash feet. It's, pretty, it's a sign of humility. It's a sign of compassion. It's a sign of love. I'm, I'm sure we've seen those Im- beautiful images of Pope Francis when he celebrated yes, this liturgy yes. in, in a prison, for example. Um, all of Triduum, Triduum is a reflection of, of Christ's obedience to God, of, of kenosis, of emptying himself for the good of other. And I, I, I find this ritual to really put it all in perspective and to, to, to reflect on not only who Jesus was, but who we're called to be. And, you know, that the, the suggested antiphons that may be sung throughout the, the mandanum are so clear on, on the meaning of this. This is how all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Yeah. Um, I give you a new commandment to love one another. Let faith, hope, and charity remain among you. But the greatest of these is char- is charity. It's it's a really profound ritual. It's it's not restricted to to twelve. I think often we see twelve people that are chosen to do this, but the missile never notes. Oh a no, number. the missile just says a representative um, of the people. Right, exactly. We now are um, women are now allowed to have their feet washed. Um, it is done by 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 the clergy, but it's just such a beautiful ritual. It has brought me to tears so many times. Yeah, I know, I know. Timothy, you, what's your favorite part of Holy Thursday? Well, my my favorite part, and this kind of goes back to when I was a little kid, um, is really the transfer of the Holy Eucharist um, at the end of the liturgy when we, having already uh, celebrated communion and shared in communion, um, after that prayer after communion, we take the remaining consecrated host, which will be used on Friday, and we process to a place of repose. Um, And we spend some time in the night um, in prayer. And that's always been a very special moment in my life not only as a kid obviously you know it's something different in the liturgy and so you're you're you know as a kid at least i was looking around like what are we doing this is this is very different there's incense there's candles you can see the image that they're showing um you know the presider puts on a humeral veil there's there's a solemnity that sort of takes over um at least for me that sort of makes it feel like okay like we're doing this like we're in this now and again you know growing up and 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 certainly i think i've shared this on the show before that 
that time of prayer afterwards um, into the night was always very special for me and my mom because that's where I learned how to pray, um, watching her in silence and um, in mimicking her as a four-year-old, a five-year-old, six-year-old, all the way until I entered religious life. Mom and I spent an hour, two hours in prayer together after that transfer of the Holy Eucharist and the community dispersed. Um, we were one of the few that, few that would stay. And that, that I hold on to that memory because it's very hard, especially in the city, to find that um, quiet, that um, space of, of prayer. Um, and so I hold on to that memory pretty strongly uh, still. And so that's, that's nice. my special moment. Nice. Those two pieces are really kind of the, um, the both are at the heart of, of this liturgy. It, it is a mass, um, the mass of the Lord's Supper, it's often called. Um, so it is a mass as, as we see uh, on any Sunday or whenever we celebrate the Eucharistic liturgy um, with these added pieces. And so, um, you know, with with few exceptions, I think it's only one exception, with only one exception, and that would be the gospel of Holy Saturday night. All of these readings are prescribed. So all, they yes. are the same readings every year for the Mass of the Lord's Supper, for the Liturgy of the Lord's Passion on, on uh, Good Friday, and for 99% of the Liturgy of the Word on, yes. on Holy Saturday. So yeah. tonight, tonight on this night, Holy Thursday night, <clears throat> we hear... We hear of uh, from uh, uh, the, the 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 first record of the Last Supper mm-hmm. uh, comes from Paul's letter uh, to the Corinthians. It's the oldest one, older than the Gospels that recount mm-hmm. the Last Supper. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Paul talks about and 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 presents uh, this th- those words. Do this in memory of me. Um, the gospel, as Danielle said, is always the Jonine account of the institution of the Eucharist. Which mm-hmm. which so just just for for our listeners, um, the institution of the Eucharist. That is the gospel account of the Last Supper is recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke in a way we all know. Jesus reclined at supper. He took the bread. He broke it. He gave it to them. He said, take you this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body. There is no such account in the Gospel of John. Instead, the institution of the Eucharist comes through the Jonine account of the washing of the feet. That's John's institution of the Eucharist. Dan- Danielle, you, you, I know you love this. Well, there, there's a, a profound difference between John and the other three Gospels in that, you know, John is primarily a theological text. A reflection, so if you yep. think of Christmas, what's the Christmas narrative from John is, you know, the, the word became flesh, right? So it presents a theology of Christmas, of, of this word becoming fresh becoming flesh. And likewise, we do that for Holy Thursday. So it's a theological account of what does Eucharist mean? What is the giving of my body and blood mean for my people? And again, it's tied up in, you know, the washing of the feet, the, the mandatum, the call to service, you know, there's always a social dynamic to the Eucharist, this transformative love, this self-emptying love that is fully encountered in the Eucharist. And if I am baptized, go ahead. If I have been baptized in the image of Christ, I am to do what He did. That means I'm to turn to my brother and sister and say, "Take this. This is my mm-hmm. body. I give for you. Take this. Mm-hmm. This is my blood that I pour out for you." And mm-hmm. how that's Eucharist for John. That's the institution of the Eucharist in which even today, every time we gather, we are called to pour ourselves out in union with Christ. Yes. And it's, and it's here. It is. And it's, and and it comes from here. Go ahead, Timothy. And that on this night, what's interesting or I always find interesting is that this is paired with the reading in Exodus where we get the laws about Passover. Right. So we don't hear the celebrate about the celebration of Passover except on the periphery of that gospel. Right. But in the Exodus reading that night, we get those prescriptions of of what's going to happen before they are set. Um, free and cross the Red Sea. And, um, and it, it all draws us into, again, that Christ 
you know, the Paschal Lamb is the Paschal Lamb. He's the one that marks the doorpost, if you right. will. The cross of like is is that lintel in, into the uh, heavenly uh, kingdom yep. Yep. Um, for exactly. each of us. And so, so we hear that, but then, yeah, as you as as you're both saying, like John takes that further. Okay, well, we have the laws, but the laws mean something, and Jesus has taught us something profound about who we are as a people. And it means, and, and a, we are we are we are a people of servants. There's a very intentional flow to this part of the liturgy that also signifies the meaning of this, this this communal justice oriented um, perspective that a normal mass, right? You have the gospel, the homily, the creed, and the universal prayer goes into the preparation of the gifts. Well, Holy Thursday, of course, there's no creed because of the renewal on Holy Saturday. So you're moving from this gospel of John, which is recounting the Last Supper, which is all about discipleship and service homily would of course break that open moving right into the washing of the feet and then the prayer of the faithful where we pray for the church we pray for the world we pray for the needs of the oppressed for our local community so always something other than ourselves and then that moves seamlessly into the preparation of the gifts where the missile uses one of the rare opportunities to actually recommend a particular text that should be sung at this part which is the traditional ubi where true charity is dwelling god is present there so there's just this profundity to the way that the the liturgy is orchestrated that not just with gospel text but the whole flow behind it points to exactly we're gonna pick it up there we gotta take a quick break oh we gotta take a quick break go ahead timothy Uh go ahead timothy (laughs) this one just gonna say well and the missile connected to that is one of the few places that recommends that the faithful bring gifts for the poor yes. on this night. Yes. It's so that where charity yes. and love yep. meet with that. So All yes. of that fleshed out. We'll pick it up Excellent there when we point. come back. We are breaking open the liturgies of the, of the, of the Triduum. <laughs> Stay with us for more Focus on the Liturgy right after these messages. Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it's, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. 
Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. One of the quintessential pieces of Good Friday, Teze's Jesus Remember Me. We are talking about the liturgies of the Triduum. If you are just joining us for the second half of this show, um, I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. I'm Danielle Noe from LTP. And I'm Timothy Johnston from St. Thomas the Apostle. We're talking about the liturgies of the Triduum, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. Uh, We just uh, ended that last segment talking about Holy Thursday, uh, the Mass of the Lord's Supper. It's a Mass that's marked... Uh, profoundly by by two main movements. Eh? We were just talking about the mandatum, the washing of the feet, which follows the Jonine, uh, the proclamation from St. John's Gospel of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. As I have done, so you should do likewise. Um, uh, and then the, the, the Mass ends not with a final prayer, not with a final blessing, but it ends with a um, procession with the Blessed Sacrament to a place of repose uh, where there is prayer, silent prayer, or or sung prayer, uh, or uh, scripture proclaimed um, before the reserved Blessed Sacrament. And that's how the liturgy ends. There is no final ending, as we said. It flows just quite naturally into the very next day of the Triduum, Good mm-hmm. Friday. Um and uh, uh, the only day of the year where no Mass is celebrated. This is not a Mass. It's called the Liturgy of the Lord's Passion. Uh, it, it, that's not to say that there's not communion, right, Timothy and Danielle? Uh, the the night before, uh, extra communion is uh, consecrated. Uh, the host's bread is consecrated right. uh, in, in anticipation of communion being distributed uh, at the Liturgy of the Lord's Passion on Good Friday. So it's right. it's a Liturgy of the Word. It's got a similar format to the Mass, except that there is no consecration. Uh, there's no Liturgy of the Eucharist. Um, but it's marked also, just as Holy Thursday was, Good Friday Liturgy is marked by three key moments. And uh, of those, again, Timothy, what's your favorite of Good Friday? <laughs> Oh, my favorite is actually the solemn intercession. I knew you uh, were going to say that. (laughs) Many people don't like those (laughs) because they get to be long um, or they can be. But but these intercessions, um, as as I said earlier on in the show, are some of the most ancient uh, text or form uh, of the intercessions that we have. Um, within the church. And so it begins, you know, when we get to that point of the liturgy with a statement of what we're going to be praying for. And you have to remind me without my missile in front of me, um, there are 10 of them, 10, you know, and they go through, you know, for the Pope, for uh, those who don't believe in Christ, those who don't believe in God, that's not the exact order, but it has different topics. Close, close. but but the deacon or the cantor or the presider, depending on the, the situation of your, your community, states the intention, and then we all have a moment of silence. And that in most instances, or at least in my experience, you're invited to kneel um, in that time of prayer. And then we are invited to stand where the presider then prays a collect that sort of collects all of these prayers that we prayed in silence. So the invitation to the intention of what we're going to pray for 
then we actually pray for the intention. That we do made. what we've been invited to do. Right. And it's not just like we wander around like I'm praying for that. Like I, I offer my prayer for the Pope. I offer the prayer I have on my heart for those who don't believe in Christ, etc. Then we stand and the presider collects all of those in a collect prayer and lifts those uh, to God. And and there's something, you know, if, if we don't rush these, because they can be sung, they can be spoken, but if we don't rush them, they become very powerful. Oh my gosh, if, yes. If we've really entered into the, the rhythm yes. of the triduum and the let there be silence, let there be um, a time to really engage uh, these prayers. So um, I, I do do like those. I, I think that point that you made, Timothy, about not rushing them, giving people to, time to actually enter into is probably the the opposite effect of that is probably why people don't have such a good experience of them or or not like them because the ritual isn't given the time or the opportunity to form people um, when you're just rushing through it and kneeling all you hear are the sound of kneelers and people moving and and then the prayers continue over all of that and it's really disjointed it's jumbled so really you know let this be a rhythm like a heartbeat allow people to pray in the silence yeah. that is so important yeah it, it and it's not just it, timothy you pointed it out but it, it's not just the texts uh and these prayers for those who don't believe in christ for those who don't believe in god for the jewish people for civil authorities for those in tribulation mm-hmm. right it's it's we, we pray for the whole world this night mm-hmm. and and it, so it's not just the text but it's the pattern of mm-hmm. announcement right. and then time and silence to pray and then a collect of all of these, yeah. like you said. So it's that pattern that is also yeah. ancient. Um, we said three, so that was one of the, the three key movements of this liturgy. Uh, Danielle, what's your favorite? I like to watch people adore the cross. Yes, that's mine as I, well. The second the, second main movement. Liturgy doesn't often include piety, or devotional practices, you know, we always talk about that there, there, there's a distinction between the two, but the devotional life should lead us back into the liturgy. But this is one of those times in the liturgical rites where an expression of personal piety mm. is allowed mm. and reflected. Mm. Because if you think about those that are adoring the cross, right? It, it is a, an individual act within the presence of community and people do it in any number of ways, how they feel comfortable showing that sign of devotion. Some people bow as you see on the screen right now. Other people are are touching. I've seen people kneel before it, people not wearing shoes or socks so that they're coming forward barefoot. There's usually an emotional connection that's made. And on the variety of ways that people are adoring the cross is reflective of people's connection with Christ, of their inner spirituality. And I think that their own reactions that are conjured up in that moment are pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. Remember, in, in one sense, too, that this is done, again, it's done through the lens of the resurrection and go back to the, go back to the opening antiphon of holy thursday night of just the night before we should glory in the cross of our lord jesus christ this yeah it's it i, I find it um yeah similarly as you danielle it's it's you see people embrace the cross in many different ways right. um pre-pandemic i i witnessed i mean often would see at least one or two people actually embrace the cross as mm-hmm. as their form of adoration mm-hmm. um and and we will get back to those uh th- those practices I, I i'm sure but it's it's a it's a and, and again an ancient an ancient element of this liturgy the adoration of the cross because we know why why would you adore why would you venerate a cross because we know the end of the story because the well, cross it, it, does not have the last word and historically, this ritual came into place because of the finding of the true cross and the relic of a Fourth true century. cross that was placed, yeah, in the, in the cross itself. So the, um, the, you know, there are different ways of of showing the cross. You see a corpus in the video the bare cross to reflect, you know, behold the wood of the cross which hung the savior of the world. Um, 
that it should be one cross, right? One cross for the whole assembly that Christ came for all. And the entire community is called forward to make some sign of adoration to that one cross. Right, right. Uh, again, the, um, uh, the, the, the readings are, are set for, for this, this night. The passion is the third mm-hmm. big moment um, in, in this. We, we, hear, we hear the proclamation of the entire passion from the Gospel of St. John. Always the same, mm-hmm. always the same. Um, and, uh, and, and that would be that, that, that third mo- movement in, in this liturgy. It's interesting. So we, we you know, the, 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 the giving of communion is actually late in mm-hmm. historically in this this mm-hmm. this is the, the, that's the most recent mm-hmm. element of this whole liturgy everything else predate the 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 proclamation of the passion the intercessions uh, the solemn intercessions the um adoration of the cross all of those predate in this liturgy mm-hmm. the addition of of uh, uh communion that was added later much later. Was it fourteen hundred? Might have been a little early. early. Yeah, might have been, but it but early. it was it was yeah yeah. The, and again, but, this is go ahead, Timothy. Well, I was just gonna, and and when the the rites were reformed is it the nineteen fifties? I'm terrible with dates. Yeah. Um, when 51, the Holy, Holy Week rites, there was 52. conversation about whether or not they should be retained or not. Um, yeah. That was a, yeah. a conversation between the those that were working on those. Um, already, and and I will say my opinion is I wish they would have left it out. I am with you one hundred percent. Okay, moving on, lest we avoid any controversy. Um, well, it is it is it it it's a late addition, but it's it really is. It's it's a very simple sharing, right? It's, yes. So it's it's not a mass. There, it, all of this, uh, the the communion that is distributed on hold, on Good Friday was consecrated at the Mass of the Lord's Supper the night before. Right. Um, I, uh, before that, on Holy Thursday, the the tabernacle is to be empty. There should be no mm-hmm. leftover Eucharist in the tabernacle at the beginning of the triduum uh it should be an empty an empty uh tabernacle so it's Uh, it's literally once we've done all of these things right once we've proclaimed the passion once we've done the solemn intercessions once we've venerated the cross then we simply simply share communion the communion is brought out it's placed on the altar we pray the lord's prayer it's distributed this liturgy ends with no closing prayer just like the and we continue on with the uh, Triduum. When we come back from this break, we will look at the culmination of the Triduum in the Great Easter Vigil. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. 
After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit, and now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. We are breaking open the liturgies of the Triduum, uh, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. Timothy and Danielle, the Easter Vigil in 10 minutes. Go! Marked by a liturgy <clears throat> that is so profound. This is the most holiest of nights. This is the core of the uh, Easter Triduum, the Paschal Triduum. Um, it is the, the culmination um, and it's a liturgy that's marked by, like all the other th two liturgies, have been marked by moments. Three, I think, key moments in the Easter Vigil. The blessing of the fire, the preparation of the candle, and the exalted. Those are all, all that, the very beginning, we begin in darkness, right? The liturgy of the word, unlike any other liturgy of the word all year. So the second main movement. And then, of course, the third the liturgy of baptism. Um, uh, in 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 all of those, in all of those, uh, Danielle, what stands out for you? Well, the Lucianarium, of course, <laughs> and the blessing of the fire, and the inscription of the Paschal candle. With the Paschal one candle, of the most profound text, I think, in all of liturgy. And then, of course, the procession into the church, which is in total darkness, and we've received the light from that new fire. And then the the lights go on in the church, and we sing. The exalted, yeah. the great Easter yep. proclamation. Yep. Uh, Brian has got great footage for those on Facebook and YouTube of of the, these various parts of the liturgies. But we begin in in darkness, and and it is to be dark. It says that the this is a vigil, and a vigil it happens through the night. Um, and so it is. All of the documents are very clear. It is not to begin until nightfall, which is after mm -hmm. the sun goes down. Um, right. And 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 it and and that's for a reason because. We proclaim Christ as the light of the world and a mm -hmm. light, a light that literally changes the darkness, transforms the darkness. Uh, the, the, the light of Christ can change things, right? Um, mm -hmm. and, and so we bless the fire. We mark the Paschal candle, which will stand for the rest of the year as an image of the risen Christ, the light of the world. Uh, the, 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 um, the church slowly, as that light is passed, um, f fills with light of the Easter fire. It's passed from person to person and then in the the light of of Christ in 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 the light of Christ we sing the exalted one of the most ancient the first Easter hymn the first hymn of of Easter and Danielle exalt, I agree with let you them yes exalt the hosts of heaven that it, it and it restores the dignity 
of all cre- the, the the entire created order oh necessary fault of adam that brought us so great a redeemer um beautiful ancient text that's chanted timothy one of your favorite lines let this place resound right Oh, it's let this building shake let, with joy. There you go. There you go. Let this building shake with joy. Yep. Take yeah, it from it's another just, It's a powerful image um, that that if we were being who we're called to be with proclaiming the good news of resurrection, um, we would shake this building with joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 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 that that text, Danielle. Yes, it's beautiful. This is the night. It says this is the night uh, when you broke the chains of death. This is the night when you you led your people dry shod through the uh, Red Sea. This is the night that we celebrate the death and the resurrection uh, of 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 Christ um, in this this ancient ancient hymn. Um, and then that leads into the second uh, main movement. So Timothy, talk a little bit about the liturgy of the word on Holy Saturday night. It's it's not like any other liturgy of the word throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, so on this night because it is a vigil in in the sense of when we look in the history of of the development of the vigil, the one of the cruxes or the main parts of this was the retelling um, or telling the story of salvation and spending goodly amounts of time in doing that um, in the dark. And so on this night, we do, we hear seven Old Testament readings, um, or ideally we hear seven Old Testament readings, and each of those readings has a psalm response um, with a, a solemn prayer, a collect prayer after each of those. Um, and all of that leads up then to the singing of the Gloria, um, which we have not sung since Holy Thursday, when the bells were all silenced. And this is the first time, again, we sing the Gloria and we can, um, if you have church bells, ring them um, and, and to announce the good news um, of, of the resurrection. And following that, then we hear from uh, one of the epistles, well, the epistle of, of Romans. It's the same every year, doesn't change. Love it's Romans this. 6. It's Love where we this. get our baptismal theology of the Paschal mystery. Um, and it's, it's really um, one. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, reading, which I don't have in front of me, but, um, and then, um, then we move um, into the uh, Psalm 118 that follows that, which acts as the gospel acclamation on this night. And so we reintroduce. But what is Psalm the, 18 for the listeners? Um, um, this well, is the this day. Is the the day. We'll hear <laughs> this is the day, but we don't hear well, that, that refrain until Easter Sunday. Cause we, we hear Alleluia, Alleluia. And we hear, um, uh, let the house of Israel uh, there you say, go. There you go. Um, give thanks. I'm trying to remember now, give <laughs> thanks to the Lord for he is good. Um, but it is this giving, this Thanksgiving that goes back and forth with this Alleluia as we're processing around with the book of the Gospels and lighted candles um, as, as they are lighted at that time. And um, then we hear the gospel proclaimed. And, and this changes from cycle A, B, or C. Um, and so we'll hear from Ma- Matthew this year, correct? Um, the, uh, one yes. of the stories yep. of, of, um, the of resurrection. resurrection. And then that moves us into the um, final main moment, and that's the liturgy of baptism. Uh, it's going to get a little short change because we're so short on time, but the liturgy of baptism is, is for those who have been journeying in the catechumenate, in the parishes RCIA process, this is when it all comes to fruition. This is where they die in the waters of the font and where God raises them out of the font, a new creation, an image of his son. They are anointed with the fullness of his spirit, and then they are invited to the table. But for our listeners, for those of us who are baptized, this is the key moment for us. This is what all of Lent has led us to. This is in, in, in on this night, those of us who are baptized, we those baptismal promises are renewed. We are once again recreated. The grace of our baptism is stirred. Um, we renew this baptism in Christ, and that prepares us for the Easter Eucharist that follows. All of this, all of these, these uh, the 40 days of Lent, have, the six weeks of Lent have led us to this moment for those of us who yes. are baptized. This is what it was all about. So for our listeners, as, we, as we're being played off again, for uh, <laughs> Brian just shrugged his shoulders. Hey, it's a clock. I can't do anything about it. For our listeners, we'll be back next month. But in the meantime, go to the, go to the, the, the Triduum Liturgies. 
go and celebrate the Triduum fully. And then on Holy Saturday night or Easter Sunday morning, renew your baptism in grace. Timothy and Danielle, have a good Triduum. You too. You too. We'll be God back next everyone.